Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast, where our goal is to stay hungry, to get better, and to move the meter. My name is Josiah Igano, and whether you're looking to improve physically, to get fed spiritually, or to challenge yourself mentally, we're digging deep to find those gems, and we're going to find them. Let's go. Let's, let's, Let's go. Welcome again to the All Things Performance Podcast. I want to say thank you again for listening. You know, in previous podcasts, you've probably heard me in live settings, whether it was in a restaurant or outdoors somewhere with birds chirping, chainsaws buzzing, you know what I'm saying? I actually love these environments because they're real, you know, and and it makes it more authentic. You know, I know in this last year plus, there's been a lot of podcasts, a lot of things that have happened virtually, you know, behind computer desks and studios. And sometimes it can get really monotonous and sterile. And so I said, you know what, forget that. I'm going to get up and I'm going to move. I'm going to walk. Right. And so I am walking right now. Uh, I think in a prior podcast, I almost got ran over. <laughs> I almost got ran over by some lady on the bike, dude. She didn't even give me a warning. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell me that you're behind me or something, you know? Um, and so I don't know what I'm going to encounter out here. So just pray for your boys. I keep walking, you know, on these mean streets. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I just want to welcome you again, you know, uh, for the next 20 minutes or so talking about human performance and uh, today what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk about perfectionism perfectionism is something that many high-level performers many business people many uh, talented people deal with and they struggle with they struggle with this thing called perfectionism and perfectionism in essence is this state whereby we fail to accept anything short of perfection as good enough Right? It's this perpetual state of failing to accept anything short of perfection as good enough. And you and I both know that that can be highly problematic, right? That can be highly problematic. When you start looking at perfectionism, perfectionism, there's actually some clinical roots there in terms of people who would suffer from, uh, you know, high levels of anxiety and depression also had elevated levels of perfectionism. Right. I know that many people throw around the term OCD a lot. Oh, he's OCD. Oh, she's OCD. And when you start looking at it for what it is, there's a high correlation between some clinical conditions and this thing that we're going to be talking about called perfectionism. And before we begin, let's talk about some of the let's talk about some of the traits, right, of perfectionists. Um, If you look at uh, Dr. Kevin Lehman's work on birth order, he's done a tremendous job uh, laying out what happens in birth order. And one of the things that he has posited is that you see that a lot of firstborns struggle with perfectionism, right? They're they're pleasers in terms of making, they want to make sure that mom and dad are proud. Uh, They're usually high level achievers. uh, And many firstborns we see have this issue with perfectionism if you look at certain professions certain professions have a tendency to have individuals who are perfectionists surgeons pilots um, fill in the blank you know what I'm saying Um, and guess what guys Uh, a newsflash I'm sorry but I want my pilots to be perfect (laughs) you know what I'm saying like I want you to land the plane when we're crossing the 
Atlantic Ocean, I want you to land the plane. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want my doctors to have precision accuracy if and when they are performing surgery on me. You know what I mean? So there are certain professions that seem to have uh, perfectionists in them. You'll notice also that when you start looking at perfectionists, they tend to be streak performers. So when they're hot, they are hot. When they're cold, they are cold. Perfectionists love to keep their world small. They love to keep their world small. Um, they love to be able to control two things very well. And if you try to give them 22 things, they freak out. Why? Because they lose control. They love having control over their space. They don't like surprises. They want to be perfect. So once you start looking at perfectionism or an, and perfectionist, these are some of the characteristics and the traits that they have. Another thing with perfectionists is that during performance, right, this podcast is geared towards athletes, they have this fear of failure. Perfectionists have a fear of failure. Um, they don't want to fail. They also uh, do not take criticism very well either. Right. There is a disparity, if you will, this chasm, if you will, between what they thought was going to happen in the game and what actually happened in the game. Hey, I wanted to go four for four. I wanted to, you know, have 150 yards receiving. I wanted to knock him out in the fourth round. Right. There is this discrepancy between what they thought was going to happen in the game and what actually happened. And they develop what we call these maladaptive these habitually bad behaviors and so when you start looking at perfectionism it eats you up and the age-old question is is perfectionism good or is it bad and I want to ask you do you think it's good or do you think it's bad some people say man it's probably a bad thing or no it's actually a good thing well what I want to do today is I want to lay out some of the facts and the mis and, and also the misnomers of perfectionism when you look at perfectionism according to literature individuals in the educational school system in, in an educational setting who strove high and they aimed to be perfect they actually scored better than their peers same thing happens you know for musicians same thing happens for athletic performers those individuals who typically aim high and aim for perfection they actually score better perform better do better than the peers that don't so if i stopped right there you'd probably say oh okay yeah perfectionism was a good thing but there's another side of the coin and these are what we call perfectionistic concerns so these are the bad things that happen when Things aren't perfect so if you have a chance dr. Joaquin Stober is one of the preeminent experts on perfectionism and one of the things that he says is that there are two axes if you will that determine whether or not or, or rather what type of perfectionist you are there are three different types of perfectionists they're healthy they are unhealthy and they are non-perfectionist a healthy perfectionist is somebody who strives high but they're not really concerned about what other people think about them or about what happened or about this discrepancy that I mentioned earlier 
they're not really concerned about the bad things, but they continue to strive high. These are what we call healthy perfectionists. Then there's individuals who they strive high, right? But they care too much. They care about what other people say. They care about this discrepancy uh, in their performance. They care about failing. And it consumes them to a point where, oh my gosh, they're talking about me on Twitter. They're talking about me on social media. They got me on the bloop reel. They got me on ESPN's not top 10. He calls these unhealthy perfectionists. These are individuals who strive high and yet they care high. They care too much. And then the last type of perfectionist is an individual who doesn't really strive high and doesn't really care. And a lot of you know people like this and they have the T word in their lives. They have a lot of talent. And these individuals, they are in the big leagues, they are in the NFL, they are in the NBA, they are in every domain of professional sports and performance and they are really good at what they do. They don't really even try that hard and they're just really good at what they do and they don't really care that much and they're just really good at what they do and they're just not, they're just what we call non-perfectionists. And so as you look at all of that, right, we still have to deal with the problems that perfectionism hands us in the midst of high level performance. And what I want to do today is I wanted to give you guys an acronym that is going to help you with perfectionism, that is going to help you mitigate some of the bad things that happen when we do not healthily deal with perfectionism. And before I do that, I wanted to uh, give you a little story, a little backdrop behind this acronym. You know, back in, back in the day, and they probably still do it today, one of the means whereby armies would you know gain recon on other armies when a nation was about to besiege another nation and when they were about to take over uh, a, speci a specific area militaries would actually send out spies they would actually send out spies to these 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 said regions and what they would do is they would set up camps outside of these countries or outside of these borders outside of the the nation that they were about to besiege and they would get military recon right they would understand what the points of entry were they would understand and uh, get to uh, really plot out the 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 points of weakness the points of strength targets of interest right they would understand what would happen, the goings and the comings, the cadence, if you will, of that specific region. And once they had garnered enough information, they would pack up their camps, they would go back to their homeland, their home country, and then they would share their findings, right? They would share their findings before a final attack was levied on this said nation. And what I want you to do is as you begin to learn today a little bit more about perfectionism, I want you to set up camps before you enter into this new chapter with this newfound knowledge or understanding of how to look at perfectionism. And that is the acronym. It's CAMPS. It's C-A-M-P-S. I've shared this acronym with so many people literally from around the world uh, and in different domains. And I've heard a lot of great things in response to um, 
how people have dealt with perfectionism after hearing this. Uh, and so I hope that it helps you today. And I just wanted to share it with no further ado. And so the C stands for celebrate. You have to celebrate. Many perfectionists do not take the time to celebrate their accomplishments and their achievements. They don't. They simply go right into the next thing. They go right into the next play. They go right into the next game. They go right into the next week and right into the next month without taking the ample time needed to celebrate how far they've come. I have seen athlete after athlete after athlete have a tremendous season, have a tremendous week, have a tremendous game, but there's this one play, there's this one situation, there's this one stretch during the season where they struggled and they are willing to throw everything away because of that bad instance or because of that bad stretch and because they've not taken the time to celebrate. You have to celebrate. You are not a robot. The human brain, once it knows that it's going to receive a reward, releases dopamine. At the expectancy of a reward, the human brain will release dopamine. And it's awesome what happens when you get a text from somebody that you're expecting a text from, or you get a present, right, on your birthday, or better yet, a surprise present, right? It's awesome what happens when you're working out and you're, you know, you're training and all of a sudden somebody throws you a cold Gatorade or a, or a cold, uh, you know, water or, what, or whatever, and you weren't even expecting it right our body releases dopamine at the expectancy of rewards and so when you can pre why is that important because if you can predetermine times during your season during the week during the month where you're actually celebrating your accomplishments the brain loves it and it craves it and it will it will align its, itself and your body to do it again and to do it again and to do it again you have to celebrate, guys. I'm telling you right now that so many of us professional and collegiate athletes, we're in this grind whereby it's grind, 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 grind. And we don't take time to acknowledge the human component of emotion and of goodness and of self-care and of joy and happiness. We don't take the time to celebrate. So you have to celebrate. Many perfectionists don't do that. The next thing that you have to do is you have to go all out. The A, the C is celebrate, the A is all out. You have to go all out. Many perfectionists, they again, they love to keep their world small so they don't go all out. They don't go all out. They, they reserve some in the tank, if you will, because they are afraid to what? Fail. They're afraid to mess up. They're afraid. And one of the things that I always say is that as it relates to going all out, you never know if you never go. When you go all out, do you know what happens? You actually begin to find out who you really are. You begin to get this true measuring stick of your human potential, of your mental potential, of your physiological potential. When you go all out, your measuring stick becomes clearer and you, can, you start to push your body to these limits that it's never been before, and it's amazing what happens when you, when you do that and when you get to this point whereby you're like, yo, I didn't know I had it in me. I didn't know I had that in me. And then you, you get to these heights of performance that you've never been before. You have to go all out. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to, to, to you know, 
to look like a fool, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Because you were hustling or because you were exerting yourself. If you only have 80%, give 100% of your 80. If you're only feeling 60% that day, give 100% of your 60. You have to go all out. The M, the M stands for make minor improvements. Make minor improvements. If you are the same person that you are today, that you were 10 years ago, that you were five years ago, you, my friend, are wasting time. You're wasting time. You have to be able to make minor improvements. I'll ask rooms of athletes all the time. Hey, you, how many of you guys are better than you, better today than you were five years ago? Everybody raise their hand. And next question is like, oh, okay, that's cool. Prove it. How, how, are, how are you better? Can you show me? Right? So the asterisk there has to be make minor improvements and document it. The famed business mogul, the late business mogul, Peter Drucker said something that's very powerful. He said that you cannot manage what you cannot measure. And although that is true of most things, it's not necessarily true of everything. But in this case, for perfectionism, it really helps you if you can manage and if you can measure what it is that you're doing, right? Oh, okay, today I went, you know, I did 10 sprints at 90% and here are my times, right? Last year I was doing, I was doing the same thing and I was way better. This year, you know, here, here, are, my, here are my sets and reps and my maxes in a weight room, right? I've, I've, I've actually increased 35%, you know, in strength gains and here it is, I can prove it to you because I have it documented. You have to make minor improvements. A lot of perfectionists, it's all in their head. It's not perfect. If it's not perfect, then it's not good enough. Well, no, let's look at the paper. Let's look at, you know, uh, the notes. Let's look at the numbers and see like, hey, how are we really doing? Guess what, dude? You're actually getting better. You're actually doing a lot better. And so many perfectionists, they forget. They have this problem with forgetting and not commemorating their accomplishments. So we have to make sure that we're making minor improvements and even better yet, we're documenting them as well. So that's the M. So celebrate, you gotta go all out, you gotta make minor improvements. The P, the P is for process. We have heard that term probably a thousand and one, if not a million and one times in the world of athletics. It's all about the process. Yep, process, 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 process. Let me tell you something. I don't care if you are living in 2021. I don't care if you're living in 1980. I don't care if you are living in, you know, 500 BC. There is one concept that is as old as time. And that is the old adage of planting and reaping. Planting, reaping, planting, reaping, planting, reaping. There is not one human being in the history of mankind who has ever planted a seed in the ground, okay? Who's ever planted an apple tree, let's call it, in the ground, and the next day, the apple tree blossomed into a full-blown tree. It has never happened. There's not one man who's been able to do that, not one woman who's been able to do that. Every seed must undergo a process, every single one. 
And there are different seasons, right? Seasons set you up for the, every season has a purpose. Every season comes to an end and every season prepares you for the next one. You have to understand this concept of process, guys. You have to understand it. This, pro, this, this, uh, this element, this construct, if you will, cannot be violated. It cannot be violated. Your inputs always, my friends, they always impact and influence your outputs. They always do. I was never tremendous at mathematics. I love math, especially like algebra, you know, and you know, those sciences, but, or, or those uh, types of mathematics, because you always knew what the answer, whether your answer was wrong or right before you even submitted it to your teacher, because you could always plug them in. If Y equals MX plus B, and I know what M and X and, and B are, I can find out what Y is. And many perfectionists, they violate process. And there's so many things that happen in the process that are vital for your growth. They're vital for your performance. They're vital for your improvement. And we don't understand this. And some of you, you, look, at, you look at the coaching landscape, right? There are some coaches who, when you look at their resume, it is tremendous. The late past summit. You look at Greg Popovich. You look at Nick Saban. You look at the, the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. There's a certain way, a certain cadence, a certain input that they are absolutely relentless and dogged in not changing. And when you have that, what happens is you actually influence the output and you are never going to achieve that type of success, my friends, if you do not adhere to the process. And it's going to be different for each person, but what is your process? What are those major inputs that you have to be relentless on, that you have to be dogged on, that you have to be unrelenting on? And you have to stick with it because when you stick with that through summer, fall, winter, spring, and you continue to do that summer, fall, winter, spring, summer, fall, winter, spring, and you are dogged, you are relentless in that process, you are going to have a harvest like no other. But in our cut and paste, fleeting microwave society, that element is lost many times. And so what does that have to do with perfectionism? It has everything to do with perfectionism because you're going to learn very quickly that excellence is actually greater than perfectionism. You can't be perfect every day, but you can be excellent every day. It's a choice. Now, P, process. The last letter is perhaps the most important letter in this entire acronym of CAMPS, this newfound knowledge that we are going to take into our next chapter as we understand and we learn more about perfectionism. The C we, we learned was for celebrate. You have to celebrate wins. You have to celebrate your achievements. You have to go out and buy yourself a pair of shoes every now and then. You gotta reward yourself. Go to dinner every now and then. You know, re, you know celebrate your accomplishments. You have to go all out, right? You never know if you never go. Many perfectionists, they don't want to um, be exposed, so they play it small, they play it safe. M, make minor improvements and document them if you can, right? 
remember what it is that you've done well. P, process. Your inputs always determine your outputs. Can you be relentless? Can you be dogged when it comes to your inputs and being able to apply a process no matter how you feel or no matter what's going on around you? And then the S, perhaps the most important letter, is you have to separate. You have to separate who you are from what you do. I have seen this eat up so many high-level performers. I've seen it time and time and time again. Where athletes are literally and figuratively, actually probably not literally, but they're figuratively going home with their uniform on. They can't let what happened go in the game, so they are taking their jersey, their uniform, their hat, their, their equipment with them home. And they're wearing it. They're wearing it in their social life. They're wearing it in their private life. They're wearing it at the dinner table at home when they're with their wife and their kids. They're wearing it, you know what I'm saying, in their social circles. Like, yo, dude, take the uniform off. You have to be able to separate yourself, who you are, rather, from what it is that you do. And many players, many athletes can't do that. This is, this is so important. There is the person and there is the performer. You have um, uh, Dr. Lore, right? James Lore. I, I am so mad that I found his work after I did my dissertation uh, for my doctoral uh, studies. I wish I would have found it way sooner. I wish I would have found it when I was in high school. But Dr. Lore has the perfect way of explaining it. He says, hey, listen, we are, there's, we are a person and we are a performer. The two are the same people, but they do different things. And guess what? If the person's not right, the performer will suffer. And so many times athletes get caught up in saying, because I played great tonight, that means that I'm a great person. That couldn't be further from the truth, man. And conversely, there's athletes that say there's, there's athletes that say to themselves, "I did terrible tonight, therefore I am a terrible person." That couldn't be further from the truth either. You have to separate who you are from what it is that you do, because if you don't, you take the uniform with you everywhere you go. When the person is healthy. When the person is well hydrated, when the person is well fed, when the person is getting sleep, when the person is a part of a community, when the person is adhering to the biopsychosocial model, making sure that they're taking care of their mind, their body, their environment, when the person is healthy, the performer excels. When the person is not healthy and all of that athlete's energy is consumed by more more batting practice you know more uh, uh more weights in the weight room more film you know more one-on-ones more seven-on-sevens more sparring time when the person is consumed with the performance and he or she neglects the actual person who they are Right, The worthy person that they were before they became an athlete and the worthy person that they will be when they leave. When you are neglecting the person, the performer will ultimately suffer. And so many perfectionists have it the complete opposite.
they are so consumed with performance that when they don't achieve perfection, when they don't achieve high praise, when they don't achieve high performance, that's all that's left is their performance. And it is a tragedy to say the least, an absolute tragedy. You have to separate who you are, my friends, from what it is that you do. And when it comes to perfectionism, perfectionism is this failure to accept anything short of perfection. And hopefully today, your thoughts have been challenged, if not changed, by what I've presented. I'm gonna leave you with this story. When you look at Leonardo da Vinci, right? Leonardo da Vinci was one of the most brilliant, brightest, and beautiful minds who ever walked the face of this earth. He was a scientist, he was an artist, he was an inventor, he was a straight up Renaissance man. The dude could do it all, right? You look at some of his work, he designed some of the, you know, uh, predecessors, if you will, of the modern day helicopter. I think it was called a, an air screw. Uh, if you go, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you the price, but if you go and you Google how much the Mona Lisa is worth today, it will blow your mind. I'm not talking about the replicas. Even the replicas are worth ridiculous amounts of money, right? If you go and you, you Google or look up how much it is, or how much rather, the Last Supper, the, the painting of the Last Supper, right, with Jesus and his disciples, how much that costs, it will blow your mind. And Leonardo da Vinci, in speaking of perfectionists, right, said something that was very powerful yet revealing that all high-level achievers must take note of. He said, I have failed both God and mankind because my work did not reach the quality that it should have. Again, this is, this is one of the brightest minds to ever walk the face of this earth. And he had that in his heart and in his head. He said, I have failed both God and mankind because my work did not reach the quality that it should have. Wow. Wow. And I know that there are many of you listening to this right now who are high level achievers, who want to do well, who are exceptionally good at what it is that you do. And if it's not perfect, it's not good enough. And I want to tell you today that excellence is better than perfectionism. Excellence is better than perfection. Perfection is a result, my friends. It's a result of what happens when you're excellent. And sometimes, every now and then, you're gonna shoot 15 for 15 from the free throw line. Every now and then, you're gonna see a perfect game. Not really, but I'm just using an example, you know what I'm saying? Every now and then, a quarterback is going to go 17 for 17, you know, 300 plus yards and three tugs. Like every now and then you're going to hit perfectionism. You're going to hit perfection. And usually it's a result of being excellent. And the thing about it, guys, is that excellence, you can choose to be excellent every day. Something that is excellent is by definition, something that is outstandingly good. It is outstandingly good. 
You can be outstandingly good in the way that you react. You can be outstandingly good in the way that you act, the way that you treat people, the way that you treat your profession, the way that you eat, the way that you drink, the way that you sleep, the way that you treat your teammates and your coaches. You can be outstandingly good in any of those areas and you can do it every day. You can choose to do it every day. And when you do that, you actually set the tone, you set the stage for hitting perfection. Maybe every now and then. Excellence, my friends, is greater than perfection. And I hope that you've taken something from this uh, podcast today, that you've been encouraged, that you've learned something new. But again, when it comes to, you know, dealing with uh, these maladaptive behaviors of perfectionism, just remember that acronym, CAMPS, C-A-M-P-S. Celebrate, go all out, make minor improvements, dedicate yourself to the process, and separate who you are from what it is that you do. God bless you guys. I'll talk to you soon.